Thank you for tuning into Weathering the Storm podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. That's scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, our goal is to help us weather the storms of life by looking to and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. Here is your host, Drew Suttles. Welcome back to Weathering the Storm, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by sustaining an unwavering faith in God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles. I thank you so much so much for coming back, uh, so much for listening today. And I do hope and pray that, that this episode and, and all the episodes that we strive to put out have been helpful to you. Uh, and I certainly hope that today's episode will be helpful. Uh, in this season of Weathering the Storm, we're examining different biblical characters, biblical examples, and striving to weather the storm like they did. We began by noticing the example of Noah, weathering the storm like Noah. We then examined the example of Abraham and how uh, he was able to weather the storm when his faith was tested. In our last episode, we examined the example of Joseph, and Joseph who maintained his integrity he took a difficult path when it could have been very easy to take another path, but he stayed the course, and because of that, he was exalted by God. Today, we come to another example, another very important figure in Scripture, and that is Moses. And so if you have your Bibles with you, at your place, at a place where you can open it up, I invite you to Exodus chapter 3, and that's where we want to begin in just a moment. I would like to take this time to encourage you, if you haven't already, to go and like uh, the Scattered Abroad Network on Facebook and to follow us there where we will be uploading our content. And again, this Weather in the Storm podcast is now joining uh, the Scattered Abroad Network, and that's where we will upload these episodes, and you can find uh, other podcasts there that will hopefully be helpful to you. Also, if you're on Instagram, go and, and follow us there and and we're just striving to get the word out to as many people as many people as possible. So uh, certainly appreciate you going to follow us there. And as always, as I strive to mention every time, we covet your prayers more than anything. That this work will be glorifying to God. And again, that we can reach many souls with the gospel. I mentioned to you that we're going to examine the example of Moses. And that Moses is an important figure in Scripture. You think about Moses, and maybe sometimes we forget this, but of course he's the one by inspiration that penned the first five books of the Bible. We, we refer to that as the Pentateuch, Penta being five. We think about the Torah. We think about the law of Moses, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. We also have Psalm 90 that is attributed to Moses. You think about how he's mentioned throughout Scripture, both the Old and the New Testament, uh, one major event that comes to mind is the transfiguration of Jesus there in Matthew 17. There's Moses and Elijah, no doubt representing the law and the prophets. But again, we think about Moses, a very interesting person. It is said that Moses was the meekest man in all the earth, Numbers 12, 3. And so this was a man who had his strength under control. You think about Moses and his upbringing. Of course, he was born at a time when Israel uh, was... Uh, suffering greatly in Egypt. The, the Hebrew people were suffering greatly because there arose a Pharaoh who knew not Joseph. Uh, and here we have these, these people 
who are going through very difficult times. But he was born into a situation of difficulty, wasn't he? But you remember his mother, uh, Jochebed, and the faith that she had and that he was put into the basket and sent down the river. It just so happened uh, that he was there at the perfect time to, to be there. And, and Miriam, his sister, was able to take him back to be weaned of his mother for those precious uh, first few years of his life. And so just amazing to see God's hand of providence in the life of Moses from his birth all the way uh, into his, his life. We think about Moses and how he was born in that situation and in chapter 2, we read about him fleeing to Midian because it says that Moses was grown. He went out to his brethren. He looked at their burdens. He saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew. It was one of his brethren. And so he looked this way and that way. When he saw no one, he killed the Egyptian and he hit him in the sand. Here's Moses who acted in a way that, uh, you know, he, he, his emotions got the best of him. And we think about that with Moses, uh, we see that throughout his life. But here, his emotions got the best of him, and so he flees away. But you know, God, it says that he heard the groaning of his people. God remembered his covenant that he had made with Abraham and with Isaac and with Jacob. And so God looked upon the children of Israel. God acknowledged them. He was going to send them a deliverer. And guess who it was going to be? None other than Moses. And so now we're come to Exodus chapter 3. This, of course, is where we read about God coming to Moses in the burning bush. And what an amazing, what an awesome scene that is as Moses is taken back by the holiness and greatness of God. God tells Moses to take off his sandals for the place where you stand is holy ground. And in verse 6, he says, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. It says that Moses hid his face for he was afraid to look upon God. God says, I've seen the oppression of my people. I've heard their cry because they're taskmasters. I know their sorrows. So I've come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. And guess what, Moses? You're up. You're the one that I'm going to choose. I want you to go and I want you to deliver my people out of Egyptian bondage. Let's just take a step back and think about how Moses must have felt. You know, here's someone who was raised among the Egyptians, and we find that in Hebrews 11, and we'll get to that momentarily, but just think about someone who grew up in that society, grew up in that culture, knew how powerful they were, knew how Pharaoh was, and yet God chooses him to deliver his people. When we come to chapter 4, we find that now Moses is going to have to weather the storm. And what a unique storm he's facing. The first thing that I want to emphasize is that Moses had to weather the storm of inadequacy. Inadequacy. He didn't think that he was good enough. He didn't think that he was the one who should go and do this. In chapter 4 and verse 1, Moses answered God and said, But suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say the Lord has not appeared to you. And so the Lord shows him these, these miraculous things. He, he, he gives him uh, these three things. Remember, it, it was a, what is in your hand? He said, it's a rod. We'll throw it on the ground. And it became a serpent. He said, now take it back up. Verse 5, we have the purpose of uh, miracles that they may believe. Uh, John 20, 30, and 31. That was the purpose of miracles, to confirm the word and to confirm that the messenger was from God. 
In verse 8, God says, if they don't believe you, they'll believe the message of the sign. But notice verse 10. Moses said to the Lord, O Lord, I am not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech. I'm slow of tongue. In other words, Moses says, listen, find somebody else. I'm not the one who ought to be doing this. And so he's having to weather a storm, isn't he? What an awesome responsibility he has before him. What a what a privilege, yes, what an honor to be the one to lead his people out of bondage. But he, he's got to go and stand before Pharaoh. Again, he knew what kind of king he was. He knew how it went. And yet he was the one that God chose. What you notice how God responds there in verse 11. The Lord said to him, who's made man's mouth? Who makes the mute? Who makes the deaf, the seeing, the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now you go and I will be with your mouth and I will teach you what you shall say. Again, verse 15, you shall speak to him and put the words in his mouth and I will be with your mouth and with his mouth, speaking of Aaron, and I will teach you what you shall do. And so Moses has a decision to make. He's either going to listen to God and follow him or he's going to take uh, the easy road out. You know, we talked last episode about Joseph, uh, who definitely faced a difficult path, and, and he took the high road. He took the, the difficult path. That's what Moses is going to do too. You know, we we sometimes may feel inadequate. We may feel like, well, I'm I'm not the one for this. We need to trust that God knows what He's doing, and that God can use us to His glory. He can use us uh, to His uh, purpose. And we have to be willing to, to go. And that's what Moses did, and we can learn that from him. But there's something else I want to emphasize about Moses. Not only did he weather the storm of inadequacy, but he did so by his loyalty. He did so by his loyalty. In Hebrews 11 and verse 25, there's an amazing, amazing passage. Uh, a commentary, really, if you will, on the life of Moses. I'd like for us to consider this. Hebrews 11, let's begin in verse 23. Let's, let's look at this whole picture here. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child. They were not afraid of the king's command. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. And notice this, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians attempted to do so were drowned. Did you notice how many times the phrase by faith precedes the name of Moses? Here's a man who was loyal to his God. Did Moses make mistakes? Yes, he did. Uh, he was not perfect, and we can read about some of his uh, the things that he did. But you know, Moses was able to overcome those feelings of inadequacy and just put his head down and say, you know what, I'm going to do what God wants me to do. And what's the end result? We read about him in such a positive light in the New Testament that by faith he was able to do these things. He refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose 
rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. He esteemed the reproach of Christ to be greater than anything else. He forsook Egypt. He kept the Passover and he passed through the Red Sea. He led God's people. He was able to accomplish that mission. Now, of course, it wasn't because of, of his ability, no, but because of his trust and his loyalty in God and God able to work through him to bring about his divine purpose. And so I believe there's a lot that we can learn from Moses and how he weathered the storm in hopes that it will help us when we strive to weather the different storms that we face. And so in these closing moments, let's consider some points of application. Number one, in a sense, like Moses, we are not good enough. We are inadequate. Meaning of our own merit, right? Our, our own ability, based solely on our good works, we are not adequate or deserving of God's grace and mercy. We find in Luke 17 that, that we are unprofitable servants. <laughs> and in the end, we can only say we've done that which is our duty to do. In Romans 12, 1 and 2, it's our reasonable service. You know, if we take a step back and say, look at all that I'm doing, we, we've missed it. That is not the mentality we are to have as Christians. You know, Ephesians 2, 5 through 9, we're reminded that by grace we are saved through faith, not of ourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. In other words, not of works of merit. You know, I can't do anything to earn my salvation. I have to respond to God's grace if I want to be saved. But I don't earn that. that that's a, a blessing from God. And so in that sense, I am inadequate. Completely. I'm helpless. But God is able to take the helpless, to take the inadequate, and make them useful. And that's the greatness of our God. And so in that sense, we're all inadequate. But let's consider this. In another way, in another sense, we are important. And we can be useful in service to God. We are important because we're made in the image of God, Genesis 1, 26 and 27. We are important because we have a soul. And that soul will last somewhere forever, worth more than the whole world, Matthew 16, 26. We consider the fact that, that God took the time. I mean, you, you think about what all God did to bring about His only begotten Son and how He had everything orchestrated perfectly so that Jesus could go to the cross and pay the price for you and for me and to make salvation possible. God did that for you. God did that for me. So again, we have to have balance in this view. No, I'm not good enough, and I need to be humbled by that. But at the same time, I need to say, you know what? God has blessed me with abilities and talents. I need to use them to his glory. I don't need to shirk my responsibility. I need to take what God has given me and go and do my very best for him. Because with God, uh, inadequacy can be turned to something very, very useful. But you know, we also talked about loyalty. And that Moses, you know, he had to forsake Egypt. He had to forsake some of his family, didn't he? Some of those he grew up with, some who helped him, uh, helped raise him. And sometimes we have to do the same thing. Maybe we struggle with loyalty. Maybe we don't serve God the way we should because uh, we're hindered by family, hindered by friends. Sometimes family and friends can get involved. It can cloud our judgment. We need to make sure that our loyalty resides with the Lord. Number one. And Moses, we find, again, in Hebrews 11, that's what he did. Ultimately, his loyalty helped him to overcome. A final point of application I'd like to make is that Moses had the riches of Egypt at his fingertips, but he chose 
to suffer with the people of God. The question that I want to ask from that as we think about weathering this storm is, what are we willing to give up for the cause of Christ? In Luke 14 and verse 26, Jesus, we have it recorded, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. If you want to follow the Lord, you have to get over yourself. You have to get over your inadequacy. You have to get over your shortcomings. You have to to leave everything behind and you have to just say, you know what, I'm going to follow the Lord no matter what it costs. In Luke 9 and verse 62, Jesus said, No one, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. Don't focus on your inability. Focus on God's ability. Don't focus on your past. Focus on the future. What can I do for the Lord? The good and the bad, leave it in the past. Let's press on and strive to be all that we can be in service to God. And so today we've examined this example of Moses. Moses, who was able to weather the storm of inadequacy by his loyalty. And I hope that's something that we can strive to apply to our lives. We may feel inadequate, like we're not very useful, but never underestimate God's ability to use someone for his glory. I thank you so much for listening today. Again, I hope this episode will help you. As always, we appreciate you listening. And I hope that you'll continue to to join us on this season. Looking forward to the episodes we have in the future. And as always, to God be the glory. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.